There are times when we are selfish even onto ourselves. What does that mean? What I'm talking about is literally when you decide to do things or make decisions, whether or not that's just a one-off or habitually, that is selfish towards you, meaning you're not even putting yourself first in this instance, meaning you're not even considering your own health and wellness in this instance, meaning that you're choosing something that whether or not there's an immediate consequence now, there will eventually be one later that will not benefit you at all. Whatever it is, there is some way, shape or form where a love of you not listening to yourself when there's clear warning signs not to do that thing. I argue that, that that is you being selfish towards yourself. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Meditation Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Niall, and I'm excited to bring you yet another episode on this lovely platform. Just a quick update, we have a new time frame for which we will be uploading episodes per month. We'll have two episodes per month on the first and third Wednesday of the month. So today's a Wednesday, and then you'll hear from us again towards the end of the month. Uh, yeah, so today's episode is about what... It's about selfishness, but not selfishness towards other people or selfishness as in like you learned how to lay some boundaries. Selfishness as in you are making decisions or doing things that it's selfish towards even yourself. Not towards anybody else, but towards yourself. Are you making decisions that support yourself or not? Let's get into it and go ahead and explore what that means, what that looks like and everything else. Thanks for being here. Let's get it. There are times when we are selfish even onto ourselves. What does that mean? What I'm talking about is literally when you decide to do things or make decisions, whether or not that's just a one-off or habitually, that is selfish towards you, meaning you're not even putting yourself first in this instance, meaning you're not even considering your own health and wellness in this instance, meaning that you're choosing something that whether or not there's an immediate consequence now there will eventually be one later that will not benefit you at all. <laughs> now, of course, in my head, I'm thinking about a few examples in my own life where I've done this. A lot of the times this comes at me neglecting my own intuition or that push or that nudge that says, I don't think you should go over there or I don't think you should do that or and eh, you probably shouldn't enter into a relationship with this person. Something's going on there. And of course, there's a part of me that's like, what? no way they seem so cool i really like them super attracted to them or like no way over there seems really cool i want to see what happens or no way those people over there seem dope i want to see what happens if i build a friendship with them or if i fall in love with them whatever it is there is some way shape or form where a love of you not listening to yourself when there's clear warning signs not to do that thing i argue that that is you being selfish towards yourself you simply just want to know what's going to happen you want to chase that feeling you want to know what it's like to fall in love or to not have to be alone anymore or whatever it is you just want to be able to do that thing that's in complete contradiction to what you know to be right i argue that that is selfishness onto the self selfishness towards the self because you want to choose pleasure over safeguarding your own being now Am I deeming this as a terribly bad thing? Uh, <laughs> as someone who has done it a few times, 
I mean, you know, we always try to give ourselves the most grace, right? Like, you may notice throughout your life that you may seem to judge and demonize people more than you do yourself. Or maybe you don't do that and that's a beautiful you're saying. But we do try to give ourselves more grace. So do I completely think that this is a bad thing to do? I think that life happens exactly how it needs to happen. And I believe that it's up to you to decide what to do. Every single day, your life is a choice. There comes some point in time when you're a child and then you transition into being a a being that can make your own active decisions and choices. It starts pretty young, actually. And whether or not you were conditioned to learn to listen to that intuitive voice, that intuitive nudge, or you were conditioned to not even know what that is and to brush it off, or whatever it is, because at some point in time, some of us, many, actually a lot of us tend to lose that connection with our intuition unless we stay connected with it, unless we stay, you know, privy to it and allow it to talk with us and speak to us, whether or not we're working with the intangible intuition or even the language of the body, which is a little bit more of a tangible intuition space. But there are times when we might have this feeling that something is off or we shouldn't go with that person or and a little voice in our head that says don't do that thing but we still want to go do it is that completely wrong i argue no but i do think that it is selfish for us to do that to ourselves now could it be a part of our like storyline could it lead to a massive canon event whatever it is yeah it could be naturally a part of our own destinies Going against ourselves could simply be a part of our life, right? Our, our destiny, the fate, the full path that we're walking on. No matter the choice we're choosing, there's still this level of we were always going we to choose that anyway, weren't we? But we have this free will thing that we still get to actively use our consciousness and our judgment and everything else in order to choose. So do we do it in every scenario? No. Do I do this in every scenario? Absolutely not. Am I learning to be better and better about trusting my intuition? A hundred percent. And that comes with practice. It also comes with trust. It comes with a lot of different things because one, you have to be able to know when is my intuition speaking and when is it something else? What is my energy and what is somebody else's energy? Where do I end and begin and where does somebody else end and begin? Which is again, all like perception based but still, it's really important when we come to this practice of understanding, am I being selfish to myself or am I honoring myself? Am I celebrating myself? Am I keeping myself safe? Am I doing things that keep me on this minimal resistant aligned path or am I always going to be destined to make these decisions that go against my truth, that go against this thing that's telling me not to do it? That's all about self-control. And self-control, like discipline, like meditation, like going to the gym, like studying, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes practice. We have to be willing to, again, like I said, learn the difference of the voices. Even when it comes to learning the body, we have to begin to make ourselves sensitive to learning the language of the body and then allowing the body to speak to us and then also responding to the body ensuring the body that it is actually safe to speak to us and that we'll actually listen to the cues of the body. Examples of these could be stomach aches, pains in the body, discomfort, tension, whatever it may be. This is another language of the body. But when it comes to making decisions or choosing things or choosing people that we're going to be sharing our sacred space with, 
There are times where it may be like a little voice in our head that says, mm, something's off about that. You can either go to investigate it or you can ignore it as, ah, that's probably just my anxiety. You see the difference? It's not always anxiety. And sometimes it is. And that's what takes the discipline and dedication to learn the difference. Now, the more that we gaslight ourselves and saying, oh, that's just that. Oh, that's just that. It's nothing serious. The more that we lose trust in ourselves and trust in our bodies, trust in our intuition, trust in our spirit, and trust in our own intellect. That is where we are now hedging on this solely mental factor of, well, it makes rational sense to only go and do that thing. Or emotional section of, well, because I want to feel this way, I'm going to pursue that thing. Just because a rational thought says that seems right or solely begging on a emotional thought says that feels right doesn't mean that either are actually right. Instead, allowing the emotional and the irrational to play around and to play this dance and then combine with the heart space and the gut space and to have this unifying dance of, well, we see that this is what we want. Rationally, we can understand the logic. We understand that this is what we want to feel because this is maybe what we feel like we're lacking at the moment. And this is what's going on with the body and this is what the heart wants and this is what, you know, whatever it may be, we can understand and then push all these together and form a web, a linkage. So now all of them can talk together. But how do you do that? How do you do something like that where you're no longer denying yourself of the truth that your body, your mind, your spirit, your soul is speaking to you, but also still making choices that feel aligned and intuitive and allow you to just live a path, live on a path that is just flows. The first thing first starts with if you need to ever go to therapy, go to therapy, right? A therapist is there to help you. Now, many of us may be choosing behavioral therapists or are things like that. You can definitely choose type of therapist. You can also go to therapists that have been trained in alternative medicines as well. So making sure that they're a licensed therapist for sure, but maybe they have some work in intuitive medicine, um, energy healing type of medicines, shamanic medicines, or different things like that. You could also go to a hypnotist who is a licensed hypnotist and a licensed behavioral therapist, whatever combination that look works well for you. I'm always a person that tends to opt for a combination of traditional and alternative medicines because I like how the combination of the East and the West come together to form something very beautiful. It can help to use both systems and to just kind of like understand things from a third point of view but also understand things from an energetic perspective and understand things from a physical perspective and understand things from a spiritual perspective and then have someone who's trained in either and even better combined together be able to tap in and intuitively help you in that way what else can you do meditation now this is called the meditation matters podcast and there's a reason for that we hum the importance of meditation so much because it is important. It helped to change my life when I was young and I didn't even realize that meditation was what I needed to help me start on this journey. It gives you the opportunity to really step back from yourself and look at yourself from this objective third person point of view and to begin to take this scribbledness that could be in the brain of like too many thoughts, anxiety, whatever it is, and actually just Lay, the, lay out those scribble lines one by one. Begin to allow them to rest in a place and no longer be so active. Or if they are active in the very beginning, which a lot of folks who are new to meditation may notice, you know, like, oh, it's so hard for me to calm my mind. I want immediate gratification now. It's okay because 
one of the big goals is being able to say, even if my mind is going, 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 can I notice who the person who is the thinker even is? And can I notice what the thinker is thinking? And can I step back from the thinking and the thinker and even see what they are thinking and see who the thinker is? This is the third person objective point of view, meaning you yourself are meditating in the moment, you yourself are thinking, and also you yourself are watching yourself meditating and thinking and the thoughts go by. This allows you to see that you can indeed separate from these thoughts, that you do not have to be the thoughts that go through your head. You do not have to allow them to dictate and guide your life. You can indeed step back from them, see them, allow them to come and go, and even take charge of them and change them and alter them to a different path. That's where we enter affirmations. Being able to learn how to be confident and at peace in your body is another practice. We have different somatic practices that you can do from breath work to acupressure and acupuncture, which you would need to go to a professionally certified acupuncturist to make sure you don't get hurt. Or you can learn acupressure. I actually teach some acupressure workshops just to give you some basic tips on what to do. I combine them with deep breathing exercises to really help you be able to really get deep into that point. And I feature most of my workshops are rooted on stress, anxiety, sadness, grief, and depression, since those seem to be some of the biggest emotional things that people nowadays are dealing with. Um, another big practice that I've used, yoga is another big one, or just stretching in general. Stretching is good because a lot of times you may notice as another somatic practice, a lot of trauma, energy, emotions, which emotions are energy and motion, tend to be trapped in our body. And what happens is because energy likes to naturally flow free, freely, when we suppress or ignore or completely forget about an experience that caused us to have strong emotions, they can get trapped in different parts of our body. This is what we can experience tension, aching, even disease in the body, in the body as is just emotions really getting stagnant and stuck and just festering and festering and festering over years, causing significant problems. There's been a lot of research out being able to link the connection between certain illnesses like mental health diseases and other things, cancers and other things in the body to chronic stress disorder, um, persistent anxiety that hasn't been dealt with and more. So there's a lot more to life than simply thinking, well, I'm going to go be with this person that I know is constantly manipulating me day in and day out. Or maybe I don't know, but I have this weird feeling in my mind and my body. And they keep telling me that it's myself. They keep trying to convince me that it's myself that's the problem. This is where even if you feel completely doubtful and any person has ever told you, don't listen to yourself, you're tripping. Give yourself the time to listen to yourself. Talk to someone else. Sit in meditation. Do breath work do yoga, talk to an alternative health practitioner, talk to somebody that you've never talked to before about what you're going through, talk to yourself, get to know what your body's trying to tell you, get to know what your spirit is trying to tell you, get to know what God is trying to tell you, get to know what your guides are trying to tell you, get to know what truth your body, your being, your path is trying to unveil to you versus always going down that path of I'm going to completely ignore the truth that is being brought to me from my own being and choose that thing that feels a certain type of way. Now, of course, research has also shown us that we are perpetually existing in very intense up and down 
nervous system deregulating traumatic relationships that are filled with toxicity and manipulation and violence, whatever, whether it's physical, emotional or something else, but then completely switch that with, I'm so sorry, here are gifts, here's love, with this, with, with, within the same dynamic, we get confused. That is another form of manipulation. And eventually with time being involved in that situation long enough, we get addicted to it. Our body begins to crave that up and down, that up and down. Next thing you know, you're in a relationship where one week it's up and the next week it's down. And then the next week it's up and then the next week it's down. And then this is the con- then years go by and that's what you've been living in. And it's hard to break it. It's hard to see anything else as possible. Or it's hard to embrace something that could be more positive for you. I understand that. I experienced that myself as well. So it comes a time where we have to deliberately step in and break that cycle and choose something else and choose something radical because it's going to be radical to us because we've never chosen it. We've never seen it maybe in some instances or maybe once upon a time we did see it and something happened and we just walked away from that, that health and that listening to our bodies that maybe once we experienced. But it just because you fell off the path or never knew what the path could look like doesn't mean that you can't be on it now or start it now or choose it now. Every single day is a choice. Everything that we choose is a choice. Even choosing to make this podcast episode when I was getting ready to go into meditation is a choice, was a choice. And I think that it's extremely possible no matter what you're going through, for you to learn how to rejoin with the intuitive self that is you, this powerful tool that you have within you, being your intuitive self, learning to listen to the body, learning to listen to the mind, learning to listen to your spirit, learning to listen to this connection between the heart, the mind, and the gut that are trying to really help you live this life of minimal to no resistance, alignment, all the things that you have been wanting in your life, that love that convinced you to be and stay in that situation, that desire for excitement that convinced you to go down and be with those people who technically weren't good for you, to go and be at that place where something in your body told you, don't go, don't go, don't go, but you still went and something may have happened to you when you went. It's okay. You are seen, you are heard, you are loved, you are not diminished as a person. You are still worthy of all the things that you were searching for when you make those decisions. But now is a time where you can make a new decision to listen to the intuitive intelligence of yourself, to no longer be selfish towards yourself, but instead look at yourself from a third person point of view or just look at yourself in the mirror and say, wow, gosh darn it, I love you. I love you so much. We've chosen each other every single day and I love that. And you know what? I'm so grateful I took the chance to give a shot at listening to that thing in me that just was telling me something that I couldn't figure out what it was, but I just decided to choose and it showed me something marvelous. And really all it takes is a little bit of help, a little bit of guidance, and a little bit of trust. And that first step in that direction is all you really need to keep going forward in that place. If you feel like you may need some help and assistance with navigating this or with getting back in touch with the intuitive parts of yourself, with navigating the years and years and years of trauma and stress that you may be going through, I recommend one of two things, or maybe both actually, because both seems really cool to me. One, I recommend reaching out to 
therapy or mental health services as soon as you can. There are options out there that are free and reduced cost depending on your income level. There's things like BetterHelp, and you can also check with your insurance company to see what works for you. Just go on their website or give them a call on your insurance card and ask them what are the different mental health and therapy services available to you. Another thing you can do is get Reiki done. I am a Reiki practitioner, and I am open to clients now i'm finally taking clients both in person and distant so if you are based in the district of columbia metropolitan area i would be more than happy to see you in person to give you a one-on-one treatment session that does more than just healing of the body but also healing of the emotion the emotional self the subconscious self the spiritual self the mental self and more if you are also looking to do distant reiki sessions i'm available for that as well if you're based in phoenix or australia and you're like i would love to work with you as a reiki practitioner let me know we can set something up on the books and be sure to let me know specifically what you're looking for in the email address i'm also an eco-spiritual wellness coach which really means that i work with different wellness practices tools and techniques to help you understand yourself in a more spiritual way i work with environmental tools i work with wellness tools and methods some of the ones that i listed in this episode earlier and i work with the spiritual aspect of existence of yourself and of your truth understanding what exactly you're looking for what exactly you think is holding you back where do you want to be how do you want to feel and then helping you curate a consistent plan that you can dedicate yourself to every single day to get there we can work in 30-day increments, 60, 90, or even for an entire year on a membership basis. So be sure to send me an email to whatever it is you're looking for, inquire within. You can also find my website, which is also going to be linked in the bio for today's episode. Whatever you're looking for, I'm here to help you get through it so that you no longer feel like you're completely selfish toward yourself or that you're not regarding yourself or that you can't trust yourself. I want you to feel comfortable and safe in your body. No matter what you are capable or not, it doesn't matter. You are in the body that you're in. You deserve to be in that body and to feel safe in that body and to feel loved in that body from a you-to-you perspective. And that is what my coaching does is to really help you to rejoin and feel safe and loved and loving and expressive and powerful and expansive and connected all within your own body, all within your own mind, and all within your own spirit, using the things that come naturally to you. You may just need a little bit of help getting there, and I'm happy to help you get there too, all at affordable pricing as well. Thanks guys for listening to today's episode, and we'll see you next time on the Meditation Matters Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe, and again, like I said, send me an email if you have any questions, concerns, voice notes, or even if you'd like to be featured on a future episode. Thanks. Bye.